Welcome back to another edition of the Niners Sports Talk, presented by Uptown Audio. I'm your host this week, Bradley Cole, and with my co-host, Miles Ruder, and we got a lot to talk about when it comes to Charlotte 49er athletics. Let's dive into the rundown, as we're going to look at Charlotte women's basketball team ending their season with a 10-12 record in the WNIT last week, and then Charlotte baseball played two games at Uptown Charlotte last week in a doubleheader against Rhode Island, and then we'll look at the cross-country team going to the NCAA championships for the first time in school history, one of 31 teams in the country to be selected. And then we'll look at soccer teams, both soccer teams, that is, as they both got big, important conference wins last weekend. We'll then look at track and field as they hosted the first 49er Classic in two years after not being able to hold one last year due to the coronavirus. Also, towards the end of the show, we'll look at the women's team as they're rolling with a 15-4 record, then look at our NCAA brackets, and the joke of the day at the end of the show. But Miles, let's dig into the women's basketball team who ended their season last weekend with a loss against UMass in the women's NIT tournament. And obviously it was a heartbreaking loss in that Conference USA game against Old Dominion and another overtime game again. But let's kind of break down that season. What happened this past weekend? Heading into the women's NIT, like you said, they lost at one point to Old Dominion. Really heartbreaking loss. They were the two seed. Old Dominion was the six seed. Kind of a disappointing loss. So heading into the tournament, hoping for Charlotte to play a little better. And they did play better against a Florida SEC opponent. Heading into the fourth quarter they were up to got outscored 20 to 17 in the fourth and ended up losing another one point loss to florida it seemed like there were a lot of one point losses for this team throughout the year they lost to western kentucky twice by one point just a lot of heartbreaking losses that the team just couldn't get over the hump and just lost narrowly and then because charlotte lost to florida they went into a women's nit consolation round which is the first time i've ever seen that happen before this is just unique to covid and the team looked a little gassed to be honest they probably didn't really want to be there because their season was basically over they weren't playing for anything other than just a couple consolation games ended up losing by six to umass another close loss three consecutive losses at the end of the season just really disappointing when you look at their season overall i do definitely think they were gassed in that last game now they still had some to play for but they've just been through a lot over and over again and you only had nine players this <laughs> season that was the one thing you look at those players have played every single game they've all got substantial minutes but looking ahead to next year it is confirmed now mariah lenny won't be coming back next year per her instagram this past weekend so you lose shooter there and leadership there Octavia Jet Wilson still has to decide because every NCAA athlete is getting extra year of eligibility due to coronavirus. But we see Jaden McMillian. Uh, McMillian's going to come back. She's going to be a senior next year. And we have some freshmen, too, coming back for their sophomore seasons. JC Busick, Melina Williams, both were on this All-CUSA freshman team. Had a really good season their freshman year. Kind of exceeded my expectations in some ways. They played really well. And also, Charlotte's got a bunch of quality recruits coming in that are going to be freshmen next year. It's going to be interesting to see how they put a good season together next year. They dominated Conference USA with a lot of the awards in the postseason. And when you look at the totality of their season, you open up the year with a few ACC opponents. Those were difficult opponents. And then you move on to the rest of the season with just a lot of COVID issues, some injury issues. You're playing with six, seven, eight players sometimes. So it'll be interesting. But we got to talk about the top moments from this season. There was a lot. Mm -hmm. Where are you going with your top five moments of the season? 
Okay, I got my top five moments of the season. Want to get your thoughts. Maybe you got something else, but I got my top five. Number one has to be Octavia Jet Wilson. In her series against Old Dominion, she received national recognition, ESPN Player of the Week, and also the NCAA starting five for that week. She put up 42 points, 14 rebounds, and then another 34-point performance. The 42 points, by the way, is a career high for her. Really outstanding weekend against Old Dominion. Your thoughts? That would definitely be my number one thing. Octavia Jet Wilson was one of the top players in the conference. I don't think she was the best player maybe at the beginning of the season. There was a lot of switching on and off because of you're dealing with a young team, maybe a lot of unknowns coming into this year. Jada McMillan looked like the leader here and there, and she definitely did her thing the rest of the year. But Octavia Jet Wilson really took off mid-year, the ODU series, then ESPN Player National of the Week. She really showed why she was where she's at. And it, it sucks that she's not going to be here the next couple years or next year even, but that was definitely something to watch. And it was definitely cool to get, see her recognized that week because the week before, she got co-player of the week for Conference USA. A lot of people were like, how could that be possible? I mean, she's absolutely balling. So it was finally good to see her get real recognition. Yeah, she dominated that last month of the season. Ever since February, she kind of dominated and was the leader of the team. My next top five, I got Coach Consuega. She tied the wins record for wins basketball at 175. They did that in the season finale against Florida Atlantic. I wish she would have broken the record this season, but she'll do that next season. We have one of those coaches where she's going to be here for a long time. She's been here for a long time, and it's awesome because sometimes you see a lot of coaches go in and out, but she's always found a way, whatever she has as a team, whatever circumstances she's put under. Like this year, they were short-staffed, you could say. She's still figuring it out. They still put together a really good season overall. They gave us a lot of exciting moments. Yeah, she's been here for 10 years. Next year is going to be her 11th. This year was one of the more difficult years. Just not a lot of players were available. Most of the rotation was down to seven or eight players. So commending her for tying the record and definitely breaking it next season. My three and four are kind of linked to the Conference USA awards. McMillian was all defense Conference USA. The reason why that is significant is because that is the fifth straight season that a Charlotte player has made that team really good on term in terms of Charlotte's defensive players. And then Jet Wilson and McMillian, they were all Conference USA first team. The first time since 05-06 that two players for Charlotte has made the first team. That's what you want to see. You want to see records broken. I will say next year is going to be interesting because I think that you're going to see the same thing with these freshmen. They're potentially going to have an opportunity to get those awards. Don't pull the sophomore slump that we see so much with athletes. To round out the top five moments, I got the 1,000-point club. Charlotte had two more players get 1,000 points this season. Jet Wilson did it earlier in the season when she scored 42 against ODU. And then Mariah Lenny did it on senior day. Pretty awesome for her as a senior going out that way. She scored 24 points and had a career-tying high five three-pointers that game. I, I, I agree with that top five. When I think of this season, I automatically think back to those moments. Octavia Jet Wilson really showed us what she did, who she was, what kind of leader she is going to be if she decides to come back next year or she can play some kind of professional ball. We're really going to miss that. But each year, there's always been this leader, that Charlotte women's basketball program. And this year, I think it was a mix of Jaden McMillan and Octavia Jet Wilson. But everyone, in my opinion, was a leader because it was so short-staffed. There was no bench warmers. There was no players just sitting on the bench and trying to get some minutes. Every game, someone new stepped up, it seemed like. Melina Williams had her moments. JC Busick, Jasmine Harris, she had her moments. Everyone had their moments. 
and it was just a collective effort of a great season. It's going to be sad to see Jet Wilson leave. I'm, I'm assuming that she's leaving. I don't think she's going to come back. But like you said, McMillian's going to step up. She's going to take a, a larger leadership role. And plus all the new players that are coming in and, and the other returning players that are hopefully going to continue their su success. Well, in basketball had a really successful season. But let's move on. We're sitting in this time of the semester where we're kind of midway. So we're going to talk about what teams have been doing this year so far. The baseball team is going to be first discussion on the topic. They're coming off a doubleheader on Saturday. Uh, Uptown Charlotte, Truist Field, obviously big I always love the minor league ballpark games. That's when our baseball team, they have sometimes uh, NC State, South Carolina, and South Carolina, North Carolina played a baseball team game there a couple years ago. So Truist Field is home of the Charlotte Knights, which are AAA affiliate of the Chicago White Sox. Always fun to have baseball in a minor league park. Beautiful backdrop there. Beautiful. You just, if you've never seen that ballpark, just go look it up. Beautiful backdrop. Two wins this past weekend for Charlotte baseball. One win uptown and a loss against Rhode Island uptown. And that was a series that was supposed to be played against College of Charleston due to COVID issues within the Charleston program. A lot of quick turnaround for this series, but it got put together. They had the river match on Sunday that Charlotte won 2 1. Recap us a little bit of the baseball season. What's been going on? They started off 6 0, hot streak. What are we seeing there? Yeah, they started off 6 0, swept Moorhead State and William and Mary. Started off really hot. Then they traveled to UNCG. Really close game that was. Charlotte took a late lead in the eighth inning, about seven to four lead. But unfortunately, they allowed five runs again in the bottom of the eighth, ended up losing 9-7. That was their first loss of the game. They responded later in the season, shutting out Tennessee 9-0 at the Hayes. That was easily their most impressive win of the season. Unfortunately, followed that up with four straight losses, including getting swept by East Carolina and then a loss against Wake Forest. But all in all, it's been a great season. So far, Charlotte has 29 home runs. That's actually six in the NCAA, by the way, as a team. David McCabe's having a great season in the box. Overall, a lot of potential this team has. Baseball overall is going to be one of those sports. It's a long season. You're going to be going till May. It's a long grind. There's going to be a lot of back and forth. You can't expect to go undefeated or go on these crazy runs over and over. You're going to have your good moments and your bad moments. And really, it's all about tuning up and getting ready for Conference USA play, which will start to get hot here in a couple of weeks. That's what you need to prep for. That's what you need your pitching for, because that's going to be the way you can ultimately punch a ticket to the NCAA tournament, just like in any other sport. If you can play well in your conference, you can easily make it to the College World Series and possibly make a run. All it takes just a few swings and just a lot of momentum heading into that tournament and well the pitching staff is there too because we've seen a lot of great pitching Bryce McGowan I don't even think he's thrown his best stuff yet he's been throwing heaters he can throw 94 95 get up in the mid 90s great pitcher we've seen guys like Matt Brooks who came back from an injury who's been able to come in and, and become a starting pitcher now there is a lot to look at and there's a lot of hitting when that hitting core is on how many times have they had like back-to-back -back home runs that, it's, it's been a few games this year I know the Tennessee is back to back to back three straight home yeah. runs it's something to watch and when you get hot you don't want to mess with a team like that there's potential there is the number one word this is head coach Robert Ware's first full year as the head coach last year they finished nine and eight due to the stoppage of corona but stopped with the win against NC State I wonder if that fueled them at all they're coming off NC State win and yeah. heading into this season I mean yeah because that's the last memory they had they're about to had, I think oh, they were at the airport or they were getting ready to go to Texas for their series against UTEP or UTSA. 
and they get the call the world's shutting down go home so we definitely passed that point now which is nice we're definitely past that march scary moment but nine and eight last year they didn't have to really so much they did lose to tennessee last year and hey this year tennessee was ranked and they beat them also looking at the east carolina games they were really close in, in those games i think both yep. losses two of those losses were like three to one or something three, like that yep yep that was a sweep for the baseball team but they've had a good year throughout they started six and oh they lose a close game to untg who's always competitive in their conference they lose a series to Western Carolina, then drop Tennessee, drop 0-3 against East Carolina. Western Carolina, they had the series loss. But another exciting bit about the baseball team, they will be playing Tuesday against Atrium Health Ballpark, a brand new $50-plus million facility in Kannapolis, home of the Kannapolis Cannonballers, affiliate of the White Sox. They'll be playing App State 6 p.m. Tuesday, March 23rd. That'll be the first game there in that ballpark. That's that's going to be cool. They could not play last year, though, the Cannonballers, because of the coronavirus. So this will be the first game. A lot of hype around that. Going to be a lot of fans. There's over a 1,000 fans in Uptown. Just having fans at a big capacity is definitely nice. That stadium is also really beautiful, by the way. That is going to be a fantastic game. Really looking forward to that. Wish I could go to that game, but I, I will not be able to. I didn't get a ticket. <laughs> I somehow, listen, 12 o'clock, right? I'm sitting there, 12 o'clock. Been waiting all day, and I was like, all right, I'm going to get these tickets. I wait till like 12.02, thinking, oh, they'll still be there for a couple minutes. I got standing room only. So I took an L there. But I got them and you didn't. I'll sell okay. to you for like 100 each. 100 each? Yeah, yeah, right. yeah right. 100 each and you got it. <laughs> yeah, you can eat those tickets. I'm not getting <laughs> All right, moving on. We're going to be talking about uh, a lot more baseball coming up in the uh, near, future. In near future. I mean, still a lot to go, but we're going to move into the soccer teams. Both soccer teams got some pretty big wins this past weekend. The men's team is definitely one that has not shocked me because I Charlotte's men's soccer team has always been very successful, but they started out pretty sluggish this year with a tie against Duke, defensive battle there, lose to West Virginia. They lost to UNCW, uncharacteristic, but then they start a solid 3-0 and in Conference USA play. That's been the best thing I've seen all week. This is the team that we were expecting, 3-0 in Conference play, including a win against number seven Kentucky on the road. That was 2-1 in overtime. I feel like they got the fire going because you kind of start out sluggish and you beat a really good team in overtime. That's kind of a confidence booster. It's like, hey, we can do this. If you can beat a team on the road, especially a ranked team like that, imagine what you can do at home, and which is exactly what they've done. Well, they beat South Carolina on the road. But other than that, they've been... Correction. Correction. But UAB, they won 3 nothing. That was also Coach Langan's 100th win at Charlotte. That's another huge accomplishment so far this season for Charlotte Athletics. And they're picking it up. They come off this past week with a 2 nothing win against South Carolina. And the most important thing there is that's another Conference USA win. You could put all those non-conference losses in the rearview mirror if you can win and do well in your conference. And that's been the case so far for this Charlotte men's team. And it's also a young team. And another thing that's very different is they're playing in the spring when they usually play in the fall, which could be a psychic thing in a way. It's different. It, the weather's definitely different because in, you go from fall to winter. Now you're going from winter to spring. It'll definitely be interesting to see how they do in the fall coming off 
that series. But as we move into women's soccer, what do we got there, Miles? Just like the men's, it was a slow start for the women's, starting off 0-2. Picked it up recently, though. They're on a two-game win streak after a 3-1 to win against FIU this past weekend. Both Michaela Arteta and Julia Patron have eight points, each have three goals. Just like the men's, they're 3-0 and in the conference. Picking up right where you need it to. Only three games left until the conference championship for women's soccer. This is the perfect moment if you want to get hot. Yeah, shortened season when you're in the spring now. This is an opportunity to get experience because you're going to be playing in the fall. Get the team because it's another young team for the women's soccer team. So it's nice to see everything kind of come together rather quickly. And, and, and to go off that, talking about quickly and doing well, Women's tennis team, another team we got to talk about. 15 and 4 record. And to kind of put that in context, there's 12 home wins for this Charlotte women's tennis team. That ties a record that was set back in 85 86. They still have plenty of time to, to grab some more wins at home. That shows what this team is made of. They've been doing well. They've only lost to ranked teams. When you lose to ranked teams, it's going to happen. They, they played number one, North Carolina. Duke. They played Duke. They played Furman. Those are their losses. They're winning the games they need to. They've been blanking teams. They've been dominating teams. They haven't had too many close calls. This is a team that needs to be put on notice because potential to be ranked at some point. They, they have some tough matches coming up. They have NC State, but I definitely think there's something to see here. Remaining this year, they have North Carolina State, Middle Tennessee, James Madison, Florida Atlantic, App State, Coastal VCU and every game except that North Carolina State game is at home. So a chance for them to break that record and add on to their home wins. Yeah, that's another five games at home. They can easily break that record and possibly win most of them, if not win all of them. And I want to bounce back on the point you said earlier, they're winning the games that they're supposed to. That's what you want out of a Charlotte team. You want them to win the games that they're supposed to. And then against the teams that are ranked and that are above them, you want them to stay competitive. And for the most part, they've done that. They've been competitive. And that's pretty much in every sport because we're in this position. We're in Conference USA. We're we're not going to be this big D1 team or whatever in every single sport. But if we can win these games and kind of show improvement throughout these games, it can set us up because we see improvement in this women's tennis team. They lose their first game 0-7 to Duke. Okay to number six Duke that was. Then number 16 Wake Forest, they lose 5-2, progress. So they played Furman on the 27th, 4-1 loss. Got blanked by North Carolina, but that's gonna be- They're the number one team. Yeah, this. expected. But they've won game, blanked 7-0, 5-2 they won, 6-1, 4-2, 5-2. And leading this team is Rochio Safat, who is a legend at this point. She, she became the all-time leader in singles wins with her 79th over the weekend, which it wasn't just a regular win, helped uh, maintain a 3-0 lead for the day in their match against Charleston Southern, which turned into a 5-2 win. This team is just really talented. I'm just looking at the records. A lot of the players, especially at the top, like the 1-2-3-4, they all got a lot of wins on the season. And they have one alone freshman there, Emma Wilkins, who's done a lot, was able to talk to her earlier this season. It's definitely interesting when you're a freshman coming into a corona season. And not only that, just to do what you're doing in this kind of weird situation and they stayed training, they stayed fit, they stayed ready. I feel like a corona season is probably the worst season to enter in as a freshman. 
but she's doing really well so far this season and the team's 15 and 4 killing it as much as we love to talk about charlotte 49er athletics let's move on to what everyone has probably been talking about in the sports world ncaa march madness my bra- bracket is 100 percent busted absolutely gone destroyed i like to print out my bracket and old school old school yeah on the entire right side i have just l's everywhere none of my final four is there really well i have gonzaga but on the right side see this is the year to pick gonzaga because their path is going to be easy they might be playing or roberts university here in the (laughs) championship could you imagine i could it would happen it'd be this year there's no way i mean say that they're gonna they're now they're gonna play okay they did beat ohio state they beat florida both are really good games now they're gonna play arkansas here's the thing this whole year i've known March Madness is going to be crazy. No one's going to be able to predict it. Why even try almost? But it's kind of a tradition. I'm just getting it out of the way. Because next year, Duke, North Carolina, Kentucky, promise you those guys will be back. And we'll have a more familiar-looking Sweet 16 rather than seeing Oral Roberts and people we've never really heard of. It feels normal to see Duke and Kentucky. It would feel normal to see them back in it because it's just off to see them not in it. They're always in it. And they're always in the NCAA tournament. Always a high seed. And this year, Duke and Kentucky were out. North Carolina was an eight seed. They lost in the first round. I've enjoyed this year's games because they've all been interesting. Basketball's basketball. It might not be the Blue Buds, but I've still watched it and keep up. A lot of upsets too, which, which I personally love. <laughs> I knew this year's. It's almost like you're almost getting bored of the upsets because you're like, oh, I know this 13 seed's going to win. Mm-hmm. But we'll update each week. And If you had to pick a team right now to win it all, who do you think is going to win it? Gonzaga. Gonzaga. I mean, Baylor. Well, right now, I'm going to say Gonzaga and Baylor. Syracuse beat, is hot. Syracuse is hot right and now. When you're hot in March and you got a score, like a typical ACC team, you got a star and Buddy Beheim, who is a, a, a typical ACC team, in my opinion, a typical Jim Beheim team, too. But we'll continue to update each week. It's definitely interesting to see. You always see when you have a lot of Cinderella's, the real leaders start to take place and mold. The teams that are the most resilient, like the high seeds, the teams that are the most resilient are the ones that it's, it's survive in advance. And, and we'll see that. Yep. We'll continue to update there. But my favorite new segment ever, we try to try a different segment each week, something fun, but be my joke of the day, sports joke of the day. I'm a really funny guy. Miles laughs at all of my jokes every single day. He doesn't tell any jokes. I do. You just, they're so bad. You don't even know what you're supposed to laugh at. I'm easily funnier than you, but. I don't think so. Oh, really? Yeah. I think I'm funnier. I think I'm pretty funny. What do you think's funniest out of the four hosts? Me, you, Cameron? I would say me. Really? Not an ego thing either. Not an ego thing. Bryson is pretty funny. He okay. Bryson is pretty funny actually. Bryson tells a lot of jokes and he is. See, you just you laugh so much you don't even know it. I, I'm just I'm just thinking of Bryson and I'm laughing. So I might I'm gonna switch my pick. It's Bryson. Yeah. There you go. I've been looking at a bunch of different jokes. You have to laugh at it. You have to. Or I have to. Kick you off. Yeah. Okay. You're gonna be kicked off. If anyone listens to this and think it's a good joke, you should definitely message me and tell me that it's a good joke because I think I kind of need a little self-esteem boost so I can keep on doing this. And I'm almost uh, nervous to say this, so that's why I'm taking so long to tell one joke. Where do old bowling balls end up? Where? In the gutter. Ha, ha. <laughs> All right, let me try. I'm going to try one more. All right. We're just going to laugh a little better. What can you serve but never eat? What? A volleyball. 
Wow. Okay. That was that, good. that was actually a really good one. You laughed. That was actually a good one. Volleyball. <laughs> okay. That's going to end it for us on another edition of Niner Sports Talk presented by Uptown Audio. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to my joke. If you got to the end, I am sorry. But we'll be back at it. Probably me and Bryson or Cameron and Miles. Who knows? We all just switch. We figure it out. We feel the wave. But we'll get back to it. Enjoy March Madness. Enjoy Charlotte Athletics. Have a nice day, folks. Ba ba ba